Today is April 9th. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I'm Brian. It's great to be here with you. It's always, uh, it's always great to just, I don't know, just imagine ourselves around the roaring global campfire. I, I can see it vividly in my mind. There's a roaring campfire and there's people around it. People coming in, people going out. Uh, and it's warm. And it's safe. And it's serene. And we come in and we warm ourselves and we uh, we visit in community. And then we go back into our lives, always knowing that we'll return here. It's a beautiful thing uh, to be going through the scriptures in community with you. Uh, and uh, so we're here to take that next step forward. Which will take us back to the book of Deuteronomy. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, we'll be concluding the book of Deuteronomy tomorrow. But today, from the New International Version, Deuteronomy chapter 33. This is the blessing that Moses, the man of God, pronounced on the Israelites before his death. He said... The Lord came from Sinai and dawned over them from Seir. He shone forth from Mount Paran. He came with myriads of holy ones from the south, from his mountain slopes. Surely it is you who love the people. All the holy ones are in your hand. At your feet they all bow down, and from you, receive instruction, the law that Moses gave us, the possession of the assembly of Jacob. He was king over Jeshurun when the leaders of the people assembled along with the tribes of Israel. Let Reuben live and not die, nor his people be few. And this he said about Judah. Hear, Lord, the cry of Judah. Bring him to his people. With his own hands he defends his cause. Oh, be his help against his foes. About Levi, he said, Your Thummim and Urim belong to your faithful servant. You tested him at Massa. You contended with him at the waters of Meribah. He said of his father and mother, I have no regard for them. He did not recognize his brothers or acknowledge his own children, but he watched over your word and guarded your covenant. He teaches your precepts to Jacob and your law to Israel. He offers incense before you and whole burnt offerings on your altar. Bless all his skills, Lord, and be pleased with the work of his hands. Strike down those who rise against him, his foes, till they rise no more. About Benjamin, he said, Let the beloved of the Lord rest secure in him, for he shields him all day long, and the one the Lord loves rests between his shoulders. About Joseph, he said, May the Lord bless his land with the precious dew from heaven above 
and with the deep waters that lie below, with the best the sun brings forth and the finest the moon can yield, with the choicest gifts of the ancient mountains and the fruitfulness of the everlasting hills, with the best gifts of the earth and its fullness, and the favor of him who dwelt in the burning bush. Let all these rest on the head of Joseph, on the brow of the prince among his brothers. In majesty he is like a firstborn bull. His horns are the horns of a wild ox. With them he will gore the nations, even those at the ends of the earth. Such are the ten thousands of Ephraim. Such are the thousands of Manasseh. About Zebulun, he said, Rejoice, Zebulun, in your going out, and you, Issachar, in your tents. They will summon peoples to the mountain and there offer the sacrifices of the righteous. They will feast on the abundance of the seas, on the treasures hidden in the sand. About Gad, he said, Blessed is he who enlarges Gad's domain. Gad lives there like a lion, tearing at arm or head. He chose the best land for himself. The leader's portion was kept for him. When the heads of the people assembled, he carried out the Lord's righteous will and his judgments concerning Israel. About Dan, he said, Dan is a lion's cub, springing out of Bashan. About Naphtali, he said, Naphtali is abounding with the favor of the Lord and is full of his blessing. He will inherit southward to the lake. About Asher, he said, Most blessed of sons is Asher. Let him be favored by his brothers and let him bathe his feet in oil. The bolts of your gates will be iron and bronze and your strength will equal your days. There is no one like the God of Jeshurun who rides across the heavens to help you and on the clouds in his majesty. The eternal God is your refuge and underneath are the everlasting arms. He will drive out your enemies before you, saying, Destroy them. So Israel will live in safety. Jacob will dwell secure in a land of grain and new wine, where the heavens drop dew. Blessed are you, Israel. Who is like you, a people saved by the Lord? He is your shield and helper and your glorious sword. Your enemies will cower before you and you will tread on their heights. Luke 13, 1 through 21. 
Now, there were some present at the time who told Jesus about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mixed with their sacrifices. Jesus answered, Do you think that these Galileans were worse sinners than all the other Galileans because they suffered this way? I tell you, no. But unless you repent, you too will all perish. Or those 18 who died when the tower in Siloam fell on them, do you think they were more guilty than all the others living in Jerusalem? I tell you, no. But unless you repent, you too will all perish. Then he told this parable. A man had a fig tree growing in his vineyard, and he went to look for fruit on it but did not find any. So he said to the man who took care of the vineyard, For three years now, I've been coming to look for fruit on this fig tree and haven't found any. Cut it down. Why should it use up the soil? Sir, the man replied, leave it alone for one more year and I'll dig around it and fertilize it. If it bears fruit next year, fine. If not, then cut it down. On a Sabbath, Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues, and a woman was there who had been crippled by a spirit for 18 years. She was bent over and could not straighten up at all. When Jesus saw her, he called her forward and said to her, Woman, you are set free from your infirmity. Then he put his hands on her, and immediately she straightened up and praised God. Indignant because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, the synagogue leader said to the people, There are six days for work, so come and be healed on those days, not on the Sabbath. The Lord answered him, You hypocrites, doesn't each of you on the Sabbath untie your ox or donkey from the stall and lead it out to give it water? Then should not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has kept bound for 18 long years, be set free on the Sabbath day from what bound her? When he said this, all his opponents were humiliated, but the people were delighted with all the wonderful things he was doing. Then Jesus asked, What is the kingdom of God like? What shall I compare it to? It is like a mustard seed, which a man took and planted in his garden. It grew and became a tree, and the birds perched in its branches. Again he asked, What shall I compare the kingdom of God to? It is like yeast that a woman took and mixed into about 60 pounds of flour until it worked all through the dough. Psalm 78, 65-72 Then the Lord awoke as from sleep, as a warrior wakes from the stupor of wine. He beat back his enemies, He put them to everlasting shame. 
Then he rejected the tents of Joseph. He did not choose the tribe of Ephraim, but he chose the tribe of Judah, Mount Zion, which he loved. He built his sanctuary like the heights, like the earth that he established forever. He chose David his servant and took him from the sheep pens. From tending the sheep, he brought him to be the shepherd of his people Jacob, of Israel, his inheritance. And David shepherded them with integrity of heart. With skillful hands, he led them. Proverbs 12 25 Anxiety weighs down the heart, but a kind word cheers it up. All right, so in the Gospel of Luke today, uh, we covered some different territory. Jesus commented on a number of things. Uh, the first of the thing was, uh, the first of the things uh, were some of the events that had been kind of going viral, had been kind of being talked about and spread around. So an incident where, um, where some Galileans were killed in the temple complex and uh, that desecrated the temple, causing all kinds of unrest. For the Romans, these people would have been, you know, they would have been targeted and taken out. Uh, probably because they were suspected or had uh, had had been known to uh, to create unrest for the empire. Of course, for those in the temple and uh, those who were fellow Hebrews, this would have been just like a political assassination. So, of course, it was being talked about. And uh, then there was a, a, a tower in Jerusalem that fell down, and 18 people died. So these kinds of things, we understand they would make the news. And as I've said in years gone by, like the first one would have made international news, probably, uh, whereas the second one would be more of a, of a local tragedy. Nevertheless, this is what got people talking. And what Jesus' conclusion was is that it wasn't these people's specific sin that caused this tragedy to come upon them. Everyone is headed toward the same place. And if, we're not, if we don't keep our eyes on our own lives then we will all perish as well. The one thing that we can for sure take away from this is that um, all of the things that God gets blamed for, especially in tragedies like this that we see around the world, doesn't mean that God did it. So here's God in the person of Jesus commenting on these things, saying, is it because they were greater sinners that this happened? No, I tell you no. That's what Jesus said. But unless you repent, you too will all perish. And then in the next scene, Jesus is found again healing on the Sabbath. And um, ah, you can just see the synagogue leader getting up after, after a miraculous healing has taken place. And his response to the people in the synagogue is, there are six days to get healed. Don't come and try to do this on the Sabbath. It's, uh, it's, it's discouraging. And Jesus, and Jesus spoke up. You hypocrites, right? You hypocrites. Are we seriously having this conversation? 
This woman is a sister. She's a daughter of Abraham. She's been bound for 18 years by the devil. She shouldn't be free. She shouldn't be free right now. Of course, uh, we can see this and we can shake our heads and say, yeah, Jesus was in the right. Totally. And we can see the hypocrisy uh, as we read the story. Uh, but the hypocrisy resides in each of us every time we try to shut down whatever God might be doing because he might be doing it against the rules that we think that we understand or that he, he might be doing something in a way that we don't understand. We can get just like the synagogue leader. So it's important for us to not uh, condemn the, the Pharisees and the synagogue leaders and the scribes and the religious leaders until we examine our own lives for the same kind of behavior and then, uh, and then do something about it. And then lastly, Jesus is asking the question, how do I describe what the kingdom of God is like? That is such an important question. Because we were continually talking about the kingdom of God, his kingdom, and how we're a part of that kingdom, and, and how his kingdom will rule and reign. I mean, we talk about the kingdom a lot in our faith. But here's Jesus saying, how do I describe what it's like? So what it's like is something that we should know. And in these two examples, Jesus says it's like a, it's like a mustard seed. Or it's like yeast mixed in with flour. So in the case of the mustard seed, it's a small seed that then expands and grows and flourishes and spreads out to the point that even birds can sit in its branches. It was just this little thing that began to grow slowly and spread out. Or in the case of the yeast, it's, it's, a, it's a small thing put into a large amount of flour, but it changes the flour profoundly as it's made into bread. It makes it rise. It's small, but it changes everything. It mixes in and changes the consistency of everything. So if we're saying we are a part of this kingdom, we are a member of this kingdom, and that's what our lives should be doing too. Right? It's a small thing that changes the consistency of everything, changes the outcome of everything. Our very presence is bringing the very presence of God into every situation. Unless we're suppressing that and participating in the evil of darkness. But this is what we're supposed to be doing. Changing the atmosphere, changing the, consistent, the consistency and outcome of everything. And so, Father, we thank you for your word and we thank you for uh, the things that we've been given to consider from your own lips, Jesus, in the Gospel of Luke today. We ask that your Holy Spirit come and plant these things in our lives. Show us how it is that we are a part of your kingdom. Are we living as you've described? And if the answer is an honest no, then we humbly repent and ask you to show us, order our lives appropriately so that we can actively, vigilantly participate in what you are doing in this world at this time. 
Come, Holy Spirit, we pray. In the name of Jesus, we ask. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com is the website. It's home base. It's where you find out what's going on around here, so be sure to stay tuned and connected to what's going on around here. Uh, You can stay connected on social media by visiting the community section at DailyAudioBible.com. All the links to the different channels are there. Uh, So stay connected that way. The prayer wall is at DailyAudioBible.com as well. If you need prayer or you want to pray for your brothers and sisters, this is a great and immediate way to be able to do that. Of course, all of these things are also available in the app, in the Daily Audio Bible app. You just push the drawer button in the upper left-hand corner. If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible in the shared mission that we have to bring the spoken word of God, read fresh every day and offered freely to the world to anyone who will listen to it, anywhere on this planet, any time of day or night, and to keep building community around that rhythm so that we know we're not in this journey alone, ever. If that brings life to you, then thank you for your partnership. So there's a link on the homepage. If you're using the Daily Audio Bible app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner. Or, if you prefer, the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174 and as always if you have a prayer request or comment 877-942-4253 is the number to dial and that's it for today I'm Brian I love you and I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow Hi, Daily Audio Bible listeners. This is Deep Thoughts Lisa from Reno. And this is my first time calling. And I've been a member for about three years now. I actually went to Israel with uh, the 2016 crew. And uh, if you're new to the community, awesome. Welcome. We love you. We love growing the kingdom. Um, This podcast has blessed me so much. And um, just, I listen every day, um, but I don't always get through all the prayer requests, but I do, uh, I've started listening to them recently and just been really encouraged. And I have so much to say in two minutes and it's really hard and I just, um, I'm sitting in my car and I, I was like, I need to call, I need to call and give the community to pray. I'm picking up my 68 year old aunt who is totally devastated and falling apart, her, my cousin, her son, Tony, we're going to his um, court case today to see him sentenced. Uh, we've both written letters to the judge in support of him and tried to explain some of his background, but he's just had these demons, and it's such a sad story of uh, how he ended up here. But he is capable of um, being there for the family, and when he is, it's awesome. So I just lift up uh, Tony and Linda, um, my cousin and aunt, and I just ask you guys to pray over them and cover them with shalom because maybe, you know, God's plan is always true and always can work out for good. So maybe he's supposed to be there to meet the people that will change his life around and give him hope because he hasn't been walking with the Lord. He's been angry at God for a long time. And so, Lord, I know he's scared. His mother is scared. And I just ask all of the dabbers um, to lift up Tony today. It is... Uh, 
April the 4th. And so thank you. I know this won't get played until a few days later, but uh, thank you anyway. Lift him up, whatever happens. Uh, we praise you, Jesus, and thank you for this podcast. Uh, Jill and Brian, you're amazing. Hi, Daily Audio Bible. This is Rebecca from Michigan, and it's April 4th. And I think I had another God moment, not so much witnessing to people, but you know what? I talk to God like I talk to you guys or people. I have conversations with them. And the other day, I was saying, God, I know you're the live God. I know I have the right God. You're the one that's alive in me. And you don't discriminate against me because I'm a woman or a man. And I asked you to show me how alive you are. And I remember before I got this place, I had this vision of myself sitting up on the balcony playing my instrument. And you know what? I take through these prayer journals once in a while. And I found this old one from March 2013, me praying to be in this place. And back in November, I didn't know if I was going to get this place or not. And it's like, wow. I got God's supernatural favorite. That was so awesome. So, you know, that helps me with my relationship with the Lord because it brings up my spirit, brings up my faith in Him, and makes me realize, you know what? He's got my back. He's got me covered. So, you know, I've been praying about my student loan and car, and I know that I've run, I'm running this in the ground. So I've been asking Him for extra income, ways that I can make income to pay them off because... Like the Bible says, your borrower is a slave to the lender. I don't want to be a slave to them no more. I want some freedom so I can help other people out or do things for other people besides myself. But it's like you're all into yourself because you're trying to get these bills paid off and you're trying to take care of yourself. So I know God has my back. I know God can supply all my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. He's alive, God. He's well and alive. Hey there, Daily Audio Bible family. This is John from Pennsylvania. I hope you're doing well. Family, please join me in prayer for my good friend, Chris, who is really, really in need of prayer after receiving some news from his best friend that his uh, wife, Leslie, was admitted to hospice uh, due to cancer. Father God, thank you so much for Chris and for his heart, Father God, for having him uh, reach out uh, to me, Father, to pray along with him and ask for prayer. And uh, Father, if he could hold it together long enough, uh, he would call into the DAB prayer line uh, like I'm doing. So Father, I'm calling on his behalf and I'm in agreement with everything that he's praying for Father God that that report uh, that they've received although uh, to our ears in this world is devastating Father God you are the victory in everything Father God that your report is the final report Father at this time I ask you to place a hedge of protection around Chris and his wife around Leslie Leslie and her husband Father God We ask you to be with them and guide them and give them wisdom and discernment and patience and courage and understanding, Father God, to be at peace with you and use this Father um, as an opportunity to lean into you, to draw closer to you, to get further and deeper into relationship. Father, I thank you for the heart of these people that know you, that love you, 
that do your will, Father God. We don't understand, Father. We can't possibly understand your ways. Our, our view is myoptic, Father God, but yours is over everything. We trust you and we will believe in you. Thank you, Jesus. Come, Spirit, we pray in your name. Amen. Uh, dear family, I'm Jefferson, and I have been a listener for almost five years now. I'm one of those hundreds of people, if not thousands, who keep praying for everyone but never call in. Today I'm calling in as I have been elated uh, to call and share my thoughts for a very long time. Um, more and more people are suffering with depression and suicidal thoughts. Uh, at an age of 19, uh, I learned that there is a limit for everybody's love, and that includes my parents. And so I tried committing suicide. Uh, long story short, uh, I'm in my 30s now, and I know today that everything that happened to me, God had a plan all the way. It's just that I never understood. He has the power to bring great things out of nothing. All you got to do is believe and rely on Him. The next time you are depressed, ask a few questions. Uh, why am I depressed? Often it is nothing but Satan making you feel onwards. So go out and enjoy the beautiful world God has created for us. If there is a reason for you to be depressed, then ask the second question, is there something you can do about it? If there's nothing you can do about it, just sit back and relax, let the God do the battle for you. And if there is something you can do about it, just follow what God has told us to do and follow that. In all the above, never complain. As Brian once said, be just like the baby who doesn't care how it is going to get fed, but it knows that there is parents are going to be feeding him and I am the most unworthy of everybody and if God can save me he can save you so just stay there hang in there and praise Lord